Do you guys remember how to do this? No. Uh, not really. We're back. Do 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 do. We knew that we would be. Do 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 do. We're back. Fresh track on our podcast. You just given our podcast a second theme tune. I don't really know. I don't really get the reference. What reference? There is no reference. It's just it's a, a song, song little Jules. tune. What song is it? I feel good. Do 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 do. I knew that I wouldn't. Do 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 do. Anyway, and we're back after a month of not recording or releasing anything. We are back with episode eleven of the Movies Podcast. Woo-hoo. Yep, episode eleven. We we did say we would do uh, an episode eleven in episode ten. We, did. we didn't realize that it'd be so long between a release because we've been we've been in the states we've been busy doing other things and haven't a chance to record so yeah so follow up yeah follow up i think should we should we congr- i think we should congratulate jules thank you yep congratulations jules yep. so follow up <laughs> I only have one piece of follow-up to do, actually, from the last episode. I mentioned that, uh, well, the whole theme, in fact, the episode title was that's when I stopped doing birthday cards. Um, but in fact, it is my dad's birthday soon, and he, I've realized he's the only one I'll actually do a birthday card for. Oh, you actually do? My you, you do a birthday card for him? Do- yeah, he's not, well, he doesn't have Facebook, and he's not right. weird about it. Because like, Facebook is a substitute. <laughs> Well, that was the point. That was the point of what we spoke about in the last episode. I know, How, I know, but I I, I realised that like saying it after you've not really thought about it in a while is just a crazy statement. It is. It's more. Yeah. I think it's more just the the communication, isn't it? Because you because you with Facebook, you feel like you're never really out of touch with these people. So it's not like you know, hey, I need to send you a card because I haven't seen you in a while. I don't know. I mean, I am. Well, you say that, cards. but we like I mentioned in, in episode ten that I don't actually use Facebook anymore, so I don't know anything about yeah, people. Same. Oh, I mean, same, same. Uh, if if you are interested yeah. in hearing about this and you don't know what we're talking about, please do go listen to the last episode because obviously um, we we talked about it there. Yeah, we'll put and, a, and, and, a link in the show notes to the the previous yeah. episode, so you can check and, that and, out. Just a bit of follow up on cards. Last bit. Um, I'm so bad with cards. I open the drawer. Uh, last week uh, the middle drawer in my my living room and there's a father's day card from two years ago that i forgot to write oh that's handy though <laughs> yeah. that's, that's good to have i mean I, 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 I must say actually for in terms of cards um while we're on it i um <laughs> i do i did actually keep some cards uh, uh, a couple of christmases ago i bought some extra cards and i just put them in uh <laughs> storage essentially and it was just like okay so when I suddenly realise I need to produce a card for somebody, uh, I've got some spares. So I do actually have some blank cards, and I've had them for years. And thankfully, they don't usually say things like "Happy Christmas 2016" on them. So um, thankfully, I can use them any year. <laughs> so this, uh, this actually brings me to a question: Are you the kind of person who they'll stock up on a very like a varying amount of cards of different types, so that when something comes up, they have one in the house so they can send one off. Because um, I know people who do that. Yeah, I mean... That seems crazy My to My dad is incredibly good at that. He uh, would be in charge of sending the cards to the family, or at least picking the cards. 
usually, usually he, he sorts them all out and he's very good at getting cards that actually like, um, have some kind of relevance rather than just picking a random card. So he may see a card somewhere and mm. purchase it and then take it home and put it in the, uh, the cupboard that has all the cards and things in it. And, um, and keep it until until when is necessary, but I, and I think that's great, and I I do think that that is a, a nice thing to do. It's just not something that I do because I don't really I don't tend to do cards. I do have a couple of spares, yeah, but they are less. Oh, I thought of you and got this card early, <laughs> and more a case of well, when I'm actually buying a card, I think to myself. Hmm, if I buy some extra ones right now, then I don't need to buy extra ones another time. And it's a different kind of, it's more my general, uh, this it's the same reason I buy, um, two bottles of shower gel. Right. It's, it's less, right. it's less of a nice, uh, okay. thing. it's more. But the difference is for me, at least I actually use shower gel and I don't use cards apart from my dad, apparently. So everyone else doesn't get yeah cards. yeah no i uh, and so I same, I'd like, same. I'd, i haven't got I a massive stock of them, them. i haven't got a, a, num- a massive stock that matches the number of people that i actually interact with in in, in my life uh, instead i've just got a couple that have just been sat there so it's not it's for years yeah it's it's less at what point do you bin them after having them like how many years do you do you get rid of them? i um i've been mine when i go mold when they go moldy yeah, it's probably the good way of doing it. It's not, it's um, not a bad one, not a bad cancer. I, d- I, I haven't really needed to. So I actually keep them with some um, uh, other letter writing materials that I have. So I've got um, a number of bits of nice paper uh, that I can use to write if I was to write a letter to somebody. And Do you have any work stamps? I don't. I never really, um, oh. I never really got into that. I, I thought about it, but... I never really bothered. Um, instead, I just um, I just stick them down, same as everyone else. I've got actually the, the envelopes that I've got have got a, a, a pre-sticky, so they, it doesn't involve any licking. Mm. See, that's the best kind. There's nothing worse than when you you do put the effort in to lick a a, a you know a letter that does actually need one. Sorry, an envelope, and then it doesn't stick, and you're like, right, go get the cell tape out. Yeah, and it just looks tacky. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Something you wanted to talk about, Jules, was uh, so after your trip to the States, uh, you got a new battery for your phone because traveling is obviously something, especially like we kind of we, we kind of prepare for and make yeah. sure we're covered. Yeah, the battery is one of the biggest things. Actually, so. yeah, because um, because I went on about this huge battery to you um, to you guys so much, I figured it was worth it was worth mentioning. Um, so the uh, I think it's is it Mugen Power? I can't remember the name of the company. Makes a uh, an extra large battery for the Lumia nine fifty XL, which is the phone I use. And this thing is huge. Uh, I mean, you guys both like picked up my phone. It makes it significantly larger. It looks like it's wearing um, mm. some kind of rubber protective case or something. But my goodness, having that power in that in that um, in that phone. For traveling, first of all, so two scenarios. One, traveling. Um, I went all the way to the US, and by the time I arrived, it was like 60% charge. Um, yeah. We, uh, and that was with using it, so using it for listening to music and having the screen on and writing stuff in OneNote and 
you know, all of the things, you know, connecting to Wi-Fi when it's available, trying to connect to cellular, you know, all the kind of things mm-hmm. that you do when you're traveling on your phone, which usually taxes the phone quite a bit. And it just survived that. But not only that, um, I used it whilst I was working over there. And um, just being able to have the device uh, in Starbucks or whatever without having to plug it in, uh, sharing the internet, sharing the Wi-Fi to my Surface, can have the screen on. Uh, It's just the power uh, is, it really changes how you use a device. If you think about this, if it was as if your phone had like unlimited power, wasn't going to go flat, you could have your screen on longer, you could do more with it. You're never really kind of worrying about where the next mm. charge is. And my battery's not terrible, but having that really large battery was a nice experience. It really was. I mean, it's it's huge and it would, uh, if I was wearing shorts, it would basically pull my shorts down. Um uh, it's not what you want no in the in the jeans pocket it's a massive lump i mean it's it's obvious no matter so what you you're need, looking at it but so you need a belt for this battery uh well yeah i mean battery it's belt but but so forget about like the physical aspect of it uh i i think i told you guys like it seems liberating having such a large battery on your phone mm. i mean it lasts uh, basically with proper use, with normal use of actually, t- you know, turning the phone on and doing stuff with it and making calls and using Wi-Fi yeah. and using cellular, it would easily last three days without any um, question of normal use. And, you know, absolute solid use, it's going to be over a day, over 24 hours. Um, on the way back, I did actually take a screenshot, so maybe we'll stick it in the show notes. But um, uh, at some point, I think it was about... Uh, actually, you know, I'll find the screenshot and see what it says. But I was I was impressed to see how many hours it said uh, it was guessing that it had left, um, even even when it was a, a, a relatively middle level kind of percentage of in terms of the battery. Um, it was just it's it's just really really different. I mean, I don't know what you guys think about the idea of having such a such a uh, high capacity battery in a phone. So I was also traveling, um, in fact, all three of us were, and I, 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 I mean, I use an external battery, so a, a USB um, kind of block that you can plug into, and then I can, you know, charge multiple things from that, like my GoPros and, um, you know, my iPad, for example. So, and it was like, it was like, it doesn't really get in the way, like you would just charge your phone when you know you've got five minutes here and there or you know you're stuck in an airport or on a plane so it doesn't really matter like it doesn't really matter having it on the phone itself to me why do you prefer i I don't know actually do you prefer this this huge battery case to your actual sorry to an external yeah i've had external batteries before and they they traditionally haven't worked as well for me. This this it, this worked really well because it's it was just completely seamless. There's nothing. There are no extra cables. Um, no, but there is a mat. Like it is heavier. It is wider. It is deeper. It is certainly thicker. But I think I'm. 
I haven't exactly done measurements here, but I would reckon that the overall volume of my phone plus the battery that's in it is less than your external battery plus cables. Oh, however, sure, but- however, I know that there is a uh, there's less flexibility there in terms of what it can charge. I don't know. I I, I obviously that, would prefer well that, that in your hand it's still just your phone, not your phone plus a battery yeah. in the back of it. Yeah, yeah. So it it was it was very easy to use whilst so basically if you're if you're standing up and you're walking um through the airport, it still has the same it's still got the same capacity, right? I didn't need to change anything, I didn't need to plug anything in the whole trip. There's just no No, need. but at the same time you 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 are holding something extra it's a, yeah it's like phone. it's like two phones stuck together isn't it i mean it's yeah it, it it's not that bad it's i don't know uh i i saw this 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 phone case battery wonder battery thing on your phone wonder battery. wonder battery um it didn't look too bad i mean this is no different from the apple case for the iphone where it's got an external battery yeah it. it's, a, it's a similar kind of thing right. except the fact that yeah. it's for, for my phone uh just to give a bit of background my phone has a removable battery Whereas the iPhone doesn't, so you, you you're plugging exactly. it into the the port at the bottom on an iPhone, so it's like an additional case on top. Whereas this mm. is just replacing the back yeah. of the phone, and we so we don't get that luxury of having a replaceable battery. But the I think the point here for me is, um, I my phone very rarely dies. In fact, I can't remember the last time my phone died because it was out of battery. I just can't, even when we we're on 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 that trip for the two weeks. My phone, I don't think, died once. No, I, I never, I never let my phone die. But I didn't purposely like. Sorry, I never say I never it like the point where my phone dies. But when it, if it gets low, then I will, I will go and you know plug it in, plug it yeah. in somewhere. Or the way that you're talking about it, there, this is the thing, right? That there is no doubt when you. This is what makes it so nice. Forget the the physical aspect of it. It just feels like there is zero doubt that it's going to run out. There's just no worry. Yeah, but, but at the same time, the like I don't have that day to day, and I use it as much as I want. But it, it's the extended like travel where you're, you know, kind of going back in time, and then you ha- you have more time in the day. Yeah, is where you, you know you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to need to charge this because I get you know a full day out of it, for example. Whereas I'm now going to need a day and a half. Yeah. But day to day, I don't doubt my phone's battery, and I use it as much as I want, and I watch stuff on it. But, and but that's that's the thing. Like, I mean, you're you don't actually tend to type that much on your phone anyway. But I feel like I can do more on it. Like I'm capable of doing more on it now. It I I don't think that. Um, I mean, I'm not using it right now. I just have the normal battery on my phone right now. Um, I'm you know I don't have the large one built in but i think the the very idea of having something that is because most smartphones and you guys uh, uh seem to be a bit of um uh, maybe people will tell us otherwise with some feedback but you guys seem to be quite lucky if you're saying that you never really get in that situation i uh most of the people that i kind of hear from say that they get uh, a day a day absolute max right from 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 their phone Bearing in mind, we are in the Plus Club. Yeah, we've got a bigger Which battery. We do have phone, a bigger. But we've got a bigger screen. But we've got a bigger screen, so more. more but your, your your you guys' phone is smaller than my. I mean, your iPhone um, Seven Plus is smaller than my phone, anyway, right? Yeah, but your battery 
Do you know how big the battery oh, I, is? I don't. I don't. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to play out now. Unplug it and find out. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know. I might make an assumption here. But again, the also the other thing is Apple. I mean, iPhones. They've had their fair share of battery issues, you know, due to operating systems. But Apple are pretty good with um, their operating system is fairly optimized to be. Yeah, I mean, it always has been, hasn't it? it um, yeah. OS ten before it was was always traditionally pretty good with battery life. I don't, I don't know, but what I do, what I do know is that I really liked having. Forget the physical aspect of it. I really liked the fact that it felt like more like having a laptop with me than having a, a phone because it was it was more of a I can just have this on and do stuff on it all the time rather than mm. being um rather than being more of a kind of extra device because mine is always running Windows 10 it's got the same apps that I use most of the same apps that I use on my PC anyway so um it was really nice to have physically too large no doubt there but the but having something that works for three days plus by default is quite yeah. liberating. It's really nice. Yeah, that is cool. It's like back being, you know, when Nokia thirty three tens and things like that were a thing. Well they used to last uh thing. multiple days, yeah, easily, easily. Yeah. I mean you could leave them in a drawer, you didn't have to care about them. It's great. Mm. Great. I've just realized that I mean, this episode is actually going to be quite a mobile phone focused episode apart from something at the end. So everyone should prepare for that. I'm prepared. Do, do, do. I mean, to be honest, in, in light of recent events, um, it makes sense for it to be a mobile phone episode. Yes, right? it does. But going, going back to your battery, yeah. levels, does it not take absolutely ages to charge it up to full capacity? Is that not the downside? Ah, like, that's, a, that's a really good question. So um, my phone supports this fast charge stuff, right? And I guess your phones do now? I don't really know. I guess I guess they Yeah, do. they do. Right. Do you get a difference when you use a, like a standard USB cable with a PC versus using the power adapter that is given to you by Apple? Right. So bearing in mind that we don't actually have fast well we don't utilize fast charging because fast charging you need uh a USB-C cable and a 29 watt block yeah but i mean surely yours yours has an equivalent right the iphone has an equivalent well, fast charging my no well so i don't know the specifics of the fast charging on the iphones i'm pretty sure we don't have fast charging Right, so, sorry, just interrupt that. Um, I said before that the iPhone 7 has fast charging, but it doesn't. The iPhone 8, 8 Plus, and the 10 do, and uh, then the iPad Pros, but the 7 Plus or the 7 does not. So, Ah, uh, okay. But but the size of the charger is different. So, yeah. on the iPhone, when, when you get an iPhone, you get a charging block with it, and the same with an iPad, but they're different charging blocks. Yeah. One is about an amp and one is about 2.4 amps. Now, there's obviously a huge difference between the rate of charge when you use the iPad one on the iPhone. You know, I think you can get up to about 50% in about half an hour on my phone. Right. Which I don't know. What, I don't actually know how fast fast charging is. 
in the sense you that- You know what, I, I, as we started talking about this, I was like, is Fast Charge the actual name of the technology from Qualcomm or is it something else? I, I don't actually know. I don't know. But what, but in terms of the time for fast charging, because you know, thirty minutes to fifty percent for me is it's pretty pretty mm-hmm. quick. And um, and but they they have to ship a bigger bigger charging block. And my my external power supply, my external battery, sorry, my external battery pack that has a two point one amp and a two point four amp USB port, respectively. And do you notice a difference? It yeah, massively. In fact, I actually think it charges faster through the battery pack than it does through the wall. But I think I am imagining. I do think I'm imagining that. What is what is interesting as well is when we were in the USA, the because the because the electricity, the voltage is different. Everything charges slower in the states. Yeah, literally. I mean, literally. I was so I'm um, so for the way that my phone works is that it has. Um, a, a, if I use the Microsoft charger, of which I have a few, I've got a few of these things because I, I think I got an extra one and one came with my dock and so on. So I've got a few of these things dotted around. I've got one in my office. I've got one in my bedroom. I've got a spare one. Those ones, which are the ones that plug directly into the wall, not via a USB-A socket, um, they charge it really fast. And even with that large battery, they charge it fast. And um, I, you can ask me how fast. I don't actually know because I, it's not something that I actually time, but I can tell the difference. It is fast, right? If I if I have a completely flat phone, often what I do is I plug it into the charger either in my office or in my bedroom. And then I go off and do something else. And then I come back and it's charged. And I don't really know how long a time that is, but it's faster than anything else any other phone that I've had that charges. However, if I plug it in just through a standard USB port into a computer, it it, it seems significantly slower. Yeah, I, that's because there's a limit to the amount of power that the computer can draw. So sure. I, I think the USB bus on our computers is like half an amp. Half, right. Well, yeah, about 500 milliamp, isn't it? I'm yeah. Not and, less. And you know, the, you know we have the... Uh, one of the really nice things about uh, the Surface power supply for anyone who hasn't got one, there is a really, there's a really, really nice feature that Microsoft added to the Surface oh, Power Supply. Oh, it's so good! It's so, so good. good. It has a USB socket on it for charging, which that is, has been a lifesaver in so, yeah, for so many. It, reasons. It's one of the best things ever, right? Yeah. And so, um, when I travel, what I use is that USB socket. Um, I, I do take, I take a um, an Amazon. USB to US adapter as well, which I actually got with my very first original Kindle. My original Kindle was a US Kindle and came with a, a US power adapter. But um, so I take both of those and uh, they both end up with pretty much the same result, which is the fact that it takes significantly longer to charge. But it's um, but that's because it's just like a normal USB charge, right? So that's that's the one that I used while I was in the US and I could definitely tell the difference between plugging in and charging the the mega battery the huge battery um here and there and actually the first charge for this battery seemed to take a very long time do you remember Andrew I was telling you I was like I was like counting oh, how yeah, yeah. how full it was it seemed to take forever but it's uh, it seems to be a, a quicker now to fill up I I don't really understand the chemistry behind it it's the same with my my external battery. That takes, I mean, it's like a twenty thousand milliamp battery, or something like that. So it takes quite a while to 
to um, charge up, but it's still, you know, it does last for a long time once it is charged mm-hmm. up. Just on yeah, the, just on the, uh, talking about US plugs and stuff, I really prefer the UK plugs compared to the US plugs. Yeah, me too. There's um, just much more like grip, and you can put I don't more think... strength on a UK plug than you can on a US plug. Which oh, you yeah, guys trying to put he saw me trying to get my macbook charger uh, without the extension on it so just the brick into a raised us plug and it wouldn't stay in there and kept falling out and i was like this is stupid bearing in mind that was new orleans and those plugs it's I, though, I no it's, it's, look, it's the same it's the same everywhere. It's, it's the same everywhere. everywhere they're all like that they're all us uh, all us uh, plug no, sockets i, I know like that, that you don't I go down was. to london and the plugs are different jordan no you can still plug them in <laughs> Yeah, I get that, but we 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 were in like three, three or four different states, mm. right? And when I plugged, I had the same problem because I did one of these huge like multi, like travel adapter, universal travel adapter things. Plugged my phone in to the English charger with the big Apple, you know, iPad charger charging block, and then into the wall. And most of the plugs in Houston, it stayed in. Albeit it was a bit, it was a bit of a pain because of how big my universal charger was. It, you couldn't use the other plug, <laughs> the US plug that was underneath it, because they're they're yeah. top and bottom in the states, not yeah. side by side. Well, I guess it wouldn't have mattered with this uni- universal charger. Uh, yeah, so it did. It it was it definitely stayed in, but it, but it wasn't as bad as New Orleans, where it it just wouldn't stay. It, w- it would just fall out. Yeah, I think I think in general though, the 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 US sockets they aren't as sturdy and they don't tend to have switches on them i think mm. as seem to be uh just kind of better in that way stronger yeah like but but at, at, the, at the same time standing on a uk plug is significantly more painful than standing on a on a us plug if there's one on the floor well stop so. standing on plugs jules it's dude everyone's fix. everyone's done it everyone's i done don't it. think you i've got, you got a plug for years Right, because they're all plugged in or something. I don't know. Well, but, I just don't have them hanging out. I have things tied it away. Out. Fair enough. <laughs> but 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 standing on a three prong UK plug is significant. I mean, I've had US you know friends gonna for many now. many years, and I know that 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 they take the Mickey out of how silly it looks. But um, in terms of in terms of compactness, you can do a lot more with the US ones. In terms of mm. sturdiness, once it's plugged in, it's pretty much in there. And yep. um, the the UK ones are significantly better. I I don't have as much experience with the European plugs, but I think European plugs may be a happy medium between the two. Now they're very similar to US plugs, though, are they not? They are, but they're a bit more sturdy when they go in, aren't they? The the US yeah. ones are these kind of flat prongs, mm-hmm. and what that means is if you're at an angle, it just uh, so from side to side, it doesn't really move, but like vertically, if you know what I mean, it mm-hmm. it will wobble and. And most of the plugs are that way round, which means that if there's something heavy that's in it, it will drip. Right. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but at so the same I, time, the the European plugs are essentially the same, but they're rounded. They're not flat on. Yes, and inside. putting putting a rounded uh, putting something rounded inside a round hole, uh, it doesn't have that same sliced. Uh, kind of flattened mm. look as the other yeah. one that that gives it gives uh the same amount of protection all the way round versus the US one which is the 
which is which, which is strange because it's where the two it's the the I don't really know how best to explain this, but I think you guys know what I mean. Is that where it's plugged in in the two? You'd think that that would be the more stable, but in fact, it's the least stable because it just if you pull it, it just comes straight out. They just come straight out. Yeah. Whereas a UK one, you have to really pull. Yeah. We should probably move on, considering we that we've been we talking about batteries and charging. Just a bit of real time follow up before we move off that. Uh, I did just quickly have a have a skim through about the fast charging, and I said that on my the two and a half like two point four amp kind of plug sockets, my phone will get to fifty percent battery in about half an hour. I, I I maintain that it's between half an hour and forty five minutes because reading this fast charging article, it reckons that. Fast charging is about getting your battery to 50% in half an hour, which I actually think is a bit underwhelming, um, given the fact that the article does say in order to fast charge you know, an iPhone 10, you need to do all these things. And then it says, or oh, alternatively, you can get a 2.4 amp plug socket like the iPad one and just use that, and it, it's near enough the same. So I'm kind of a little bit disappointed in this whole fast charging like concept yeah i would have expected it to like to go well i read a i read an article on it um to say these are the different states of fast charging because you can't you can't just um increase the power from like a you know 12 watt to 24 watt charger and just put it in yeah Yeah, and suddenly it'll charge fast because the batteries they're chemical the chemical devices they don't work like that um we'll put a link into the show notes the the article yeah, so will do. It it's just really frustrating because I would have liked link if they can charge a Tesla to like eighty percent battery in like an hour. Why can't we charge an iPhone to like eight percent battery in like ten minutes? I mean, I know, I know, it doesn't work like that, but still. Last thing on batteries, I think we all agree, um, and I, I think we've talked about this. I think certainly between the three of us, we've talked about this before. Is that it feels like our batteries are old tech compared to. Um, some of the other advancements we've had our batteries can't keep up when we've got things like these really really amazing uh processors that fit in what wristwatches and then we have to stick this massive battery in there it just seems wrong somehow like we are missing a trick to the universe in a way of producing or getting access to energy better and you know hopefully that'll that'll improve uh, it, I think with the power, there's probably going to be a massive leap at some point where we move from this, you know, chemical processes onto something else. Um, I hope so. I hope so too, because like I say, with the phone, the main thing about it was the fact that you just had this trust in the device that you knew that it was going to work. And if we had uh, laptops and phones that would work for weeks with on a single charge... Uh, it would, it would, I think it would change the way that we do stuff because, you know, I sat down to play Minecraft last night and I had to plug my computer in. If I didn't have to do that all the time, if we had batteries uh, that were capable that's, of. That's, that's, that's only half the problem. GPUs pull a huge amount of power. Yeah, I, I know. Hell, hell, I, like know, me. I know, I know. But, 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 but if we weren't so tethered to the power sockets, I think it would change the way that we do computing. Um, well, if we lived in, in the States full-time, we could just stick a solar panel on the front of your service book and you could sit outside and then that would just do yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah well, the screen's not very visible in the daylight. But, but I like oh, your... I like what your about a, a solar-powered umbrella, right? Uh, a solar-powered umbrella. I don't want to carry it. You'd still have to plug it in. I, to I, your I, I, like, I like your thinking, but um, let's save that one for another day. 
Hello again, listener. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. I'm back again for episode 11 to ask you that if you do like the Mavis podcast, then please follow us on Twitter at Mavis podcast and ask us anything. We'll answer your questions directly on the show. You can also pop us a review on iTunes if that helps us out a lot. And last but not least, you can find the show notes for today's episode at mavispodcast.com slash 11. So speaking of uh, fast charging then and moving on from batteries, um, there's only one iPhone in this group now that can support fast charging? Uh, technically free. There's the iPhone 10, the iPhone 8, and the 8 Plus. No, I meant in the group of oh. me, you, and you, me and you with iPhones and yep. Mavis hosts. That is you, true. <laughs> the Mavis host group. It's a private Facebook page that no one ever uses. Um, <laughs> tell us about your new iPhone. Go on. Yeah. So uh, whilst I was in the States, uh, I was in Ohio, which was the the kind of second half of my trip. Um, I stayed up till 3 a.m. with uh, Jordan and we were in the hotel room and he was slowly passing out while I was like, I had my iPad and my MacBook and my um, uh, iPhone 7 Plus with me as well basically refreshing the Apple Store app and the website whilst it was 8am in the UK on the 27th of November, which was launched, well, pre-order date for the iPhone 10. I managed to get a iPhone 10 uh, reservation for Friday the 3rd, which is the pick, uh, the well, the launch day, uh, and went down on Friday to pick it up. So I now have an iPhone 10. Which store did you pick it up from? Uh, the, well... I don't want to get creepy now, but it's it's in Leeds, right? So it's the only Apple Store I, in Leeds. I always <laughs> I always forget that there's one in Leeds because I don't think I've ever even been to it. I think the one the nearest one that I've it's not bad. Yeah, the nearest one that I think of. I always think of the one in Sheffield as being the closest. Oh one to me. yeah, that's too far away. Yeah, there's one. In, there's been one in Leeds now well, for many, to, many years. To, to get your iPhone Seven, didn't you go to Liverpool or something? I did. So. Yeah. So, yeah, so yay the, lead. This is, so I'm not asking to be creepy. I, there, there is a reason here. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, quick story. I didn't manage to get a reservation for the iPhone 7 Plus because um, there was a lot of stock shortage at that time. And uh, I did, I was working, it was like, I don't know, a month after it launched and some, or a couple of weeks. And I was just checking over lunch and I saw there was one available in Liverpool. So I, I grabbed a Red Bull and I drove down to Liverpool uh, and that was my entire the rest of the day left until I uh, met with you guys later, actually, to to see it. Um, but yeah, I got this one from Leeds, so it was an easy pickup. Um, the guy in the Apple Store was nice, so basically, I I went, I turned up. Uh, my iPhone actually showed me my reservation because it noticed I was close to the Apple Store, which was cool. Um, showed the guy, he put me behind this this line of like two people, and that was basically it. Um, and then when they were done, I went in. And I met uh, the guy at the Apple Store. Uh, he was also a, a podcast listener, not Mavis podcast. I didn't actually tell him about our podcast because oh. I was uh, embarrassed. Not embarrassed, but it was just not, not right. But he is a upgrade, hello internet and Cortex listener. So some we had some common ground. Anyway, uh, yeah, picked it up. Um, and I got back to the office and I started setting it up. So I pulled it out of the box very carefully. And all I could think initially was, damn, this thing is shiny as hell. Mm, it does look shiny. It's so shiny. And it's such a luxury kind of feel. And 
both in both in feel and the way it looks, the, the weight is very nice to it. Uh, it does mean because it's so shiny that it is a fingerprint mag- uh, fingerprint magnet. Yeah, but it's it's really nice. I've got it. I've got it here with me right now. It's weighted very nicely. Like the, I think the steel on it is is very. That's a nice kind of thing. It doesn't feel like just a bit of uh, aluminium anymore. It's a really nice. Uh, sorry, it's really nice. Uh, but <laughs> I, I can yeah. tell you're caressing it while you speak. Any questions? Um, any questions I, so far? Yeah. So I I saw it. Um, I saw it yesterday. Uh, so your phone yesterday. Mm-hmm. It is very very good looking. I really like the way that the screen looks. I'm pleased that Apple has decided to go for OLED now. Um, it's it's a very very pretty looking device it looks it looks very nice indeed uh i found that even though it's not really an edge-to-edge um screen in the way that perhaps the samsung's are um the way that the the proportions of the rounded corners and the way that the screen fills those rounded corners does look very very it does look like it is a suspended screen does that make sense it, it i really like the shape right. of the screen apart from that 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 notch at the top but we'll talk about the, that but the corners and and just the way that it 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 looks like it is a sus, like a suspended screen does that make sense it looks screen yeah. it looks like a big screen and and that's actually quite attractive looking it is that device yeah so it if, is nice if it, not having if the... it really was right up to the edge and curved around the edge i'm I'm not sure actually because before I was like oh it's not edge to edge but actually I it while it isn't edge to edge I quite like that edge it is well proportioned edge it, that that it is. around the side of it there, there is an edge there it is not edge to edge screen there See, is definitely a, a bezel around it but that's okay because I've, it's quite a pretty looking bezel I've never liked like the the Samsung's uh, Samsung phones how they you know like wrap around the side and they have screen on the side like I'm not looking at the side of the phone and I get that edge to edge is is different than that but that's that's way too far for me I guess yeah. like having it right at the edge doesn't do anything for me like I guess yeah. it'd be a couple of you know millimeters smaller each side or whatever but it doesn't like you know because then. You, <laughs> Having that that kind of thing where you rest the side of your phone on as well means that you know some of your fingers as well when you when you're holding the phone means that you're not actually covering the screen, which does help yeah. with that. I, I, I think it's a I think it's a nice it's a nice proportion and it's a nice uh, it looks like it fits really well. Um, mm. The the top of it, I am sure. And you said that you you didn't um, you didn't notice we'll, we'll, the notch. We'll, we'll talk about the notch. We'll all right okay tools. but i think it does it, it visually it spoils the design but yeah. um practically not a not a big deal it's it's more of an abstract if you if you look at it for its design qualities you're basically that's... ruining my notch talk here go for it now i'm gonna get to that oh but i just i've got a couple of things i wanted to finish up so i took it out of the box uh ios 11 quick start which was really nice so i had my i, I kept my uh previous iphone 7 plus and um ios when you actually boot up an iphone now with ios 11 if you basically put them next to each other with your existing and your new one you can transfer all of your settings already over to the new iphone so you don't have to go and enter all your Apple ID and stuff. You enter your password, 
but it's already it like already knows what you, you know what you're trying to do which is really cool so i just put the next each other pressed okay into my password it was great I had to do an update during setup, which was interesting. I've never had to do that before. Mm. Uh, but I assume that's because these were these were made before iOS 11.1 was actually out. And they require iOS 11.1. So I'm fine with that. Mm. Didn't take too long. Um, transferred my Apple Watch. And that was also fine. I mean, it took three or four attempts to actually get it to pair. I think that's because of the unpairing didn't go too well from my previous phone. Um, and then it was all set up. Uh, apart from the initial backup finished and it had to download all my applications, it died. Something weird happened where it froze because it was downloading so much at the same time and it like lost track of something. I'm not entirely sure. But a uh, quick restart and it was all there. So fine after that. And I haven't had any problems with it since. So yeah, so now we're actually on to using the phone. Um, I've been asked a lot what it's like not having a home button. Um, after like the first couple of hours with it and you, you don't really notice it. I mean, so initially you kept kind of like lunging for it. Like, you know, you'd want to go home and kind of tap the bottom and be like, oh, and he's actually swipe up in the bottom, and he's like, "Okay, cool." Um, it does mean that you st- like. I still have my my uh, my finger down there, just in case I need to do something with a swipe. But that's fine because that's where I'm swiping from, I guess. Um, but yeah, I did try to tap tap the home button a couple of times. Um, you'll, soon, you'll soon get used to that, though. I'm, I'm already used to it. That's the thing. Like it, it's yeah. you. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's going to take ages to get used to not having a button or anything," but it really doesn't. No. It's it's so quick, it, and it's so uh, habit habit fluid. It's very quick for humans. So really, bit changing the way that we do it is it's not that that big a deal. Mm. I think I think we we just we just love to 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 make up all this stuff about it and just like like the the design of the notch at the top and the button, yeah. and the touch ID. All of those things are such small details in the reality of using it day to day, and we but we love talking about them. Yeah, and this kind of it kind of ties into my next point, which is, is like you, everyone's like, oh, I you know I I can't go from the plus to this. It's going to be so small. I mean, so this phone is screen size is taller than the plus, but it's thinner than the plus. So you have more vertically than you do horizontally. But because you don't have that home button, and because it looks like a completely different device, you just don't consider it like an iPhone, or at least I didn't. So it was it's not like oh I'm I'm comparing this to my my 7 plus and you know I'm like oh I, I wish I had the width back because I still see the same amount of information because it's just vertically taller I guess mm-hmm. um and you know the like it's it's actually a really nice size in your hand it's not as thin as the it's not far off but you know the the normal size phones um I don't have to like you know, have like be weird about you know trying to reach somewhere, even though it's vertically taller. I can still reach everything, and it is actually a really nice size. And I, I did love the plus, and the plus gave you a lot of stuff like the the extra screen size and content, and you know the battery and the double camera and stuff like that. But this has all that stuff in, really. So it is it is great um, comparing it to the. If if you were to compare it to the, the seven plus, it's 
getting used to it's fine. Um, same with Face ID. No more Touch ID. Which, now that home button's gone. Um, the really great thing I heard about this, and, and it is like this, it's you're not picking up your phone, authenticating, then using it. You're just picking up your phone and using it. And meanwhile, you're doing that. It's it's like authenticating you, which is a really, it's kind of like the, one of the really great things that, you know, you don't have to wait for it to authenticate because it's already authenticated because it's looking at you anyway. I mean, you, that's no, no different from, from how we, like I am with my Surface Book. I have my Windows Hello enabled and presumably you, Jules, with your, your mobile because you've had windows hello on your mobile phone for a while i have yeah it's the the one on the surface book just just to uh, it's the same technology but the one on the surface book is significantly better than the one Mm. on on my phone and and yeah so so what since going from a mac from to a surface book and having to type in a password and i guess you get it with your apple watch as well maybe 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 not all I do is sit down, you look just at my sit screen, down. and then it's, yeah, yeah it's, you sit down. It's, it's, it is so wonderful. It's really, really nice. Yeah, and it is probably like it probably is very similar. But the, the, I mean, I haven't actually seen that process for sitting down at your Surface Book and it just unlocking. It's because you don't that see quickly. it. It just happens. It just well, happens. no, because it's all brilliant. I've yeah, seen is it go. We're trying to. What is it like? We're trying to look for you or something like that. It says. Oh, that's yeah. That's that's a much smaller percentage of the amount of time. Often, what often what you do and what I have um what i've noticed uh especially when i'm like in the office is that i'll be over at somewhere somewhere else and i'll go and i'll sit at my desk mm. and i'll just swipe to dismiss this the lock screen and i'm in right it you don't see anything it just it already knows it's me mm. and i have it set so that i have to swipe it i don't have it just unlocked right. automatically but um the occasions when you don't see it is when someone goes oh it's not seeing me the the rest of the time no one yeah. no one says anything about yeah. it and i'm sure you will end up in the same situation whereby nearly all the time it'll just work and occasionally when you're with someone you'll be like oh shit would see me or the lighting's not very good in here or i'm holding yeah. the phone upside down right and it just doesn't it doesn't log yeah. in and people you only people hear will, us complain when it doesn't work yeah people will say oh that, that iphone it doesn't it doesn't say it. I'm, I'm sure the technology is very 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 sim- similar it, well so just on that everyone seems to be amazed that it doesn't use the camera at all like it doesn't use the, the, you know, the photo camera. camera yeah well no no i don't know why everyone seems to be amazed by that that just seems fine the only time it uses it is when well, you set be, it up and be... it shows you your face as feedback yeah if, if you're showing them both at the same time but that's but that's again, it yeah that's that's normal that's normal and that's the same with the connect and it's the same with the surface it uses the infrared camera it doesn't use the optical camera and yeah. in fact they are totally separate systems so so well we've got the the dot projector as well yeah it fires that at the world and then reads it back if you use a cert, like a night vision camera you'll see that mm-hmm. um but, that, but that's the same thing that the surface book does it's different to what my phone does i think my phone is actually it doesn't look at the shape of your face which is what the surface book and the connect and the iphone does my phone looks at the iris which is a bit of a mm-hmm. Bit of a, it, it does use a infrared, but it, it uses a different a different kind of way of doing it. It's not it's not building like a three D model. It's it's looking at my eyes, which is a bit. And that's the difference. That's that's what makes it a bit more frustrating, yeah. because but, you you need a clear look at the eyes. Mm-hmm. 
So it is, yeah. Like face ID is really cool, and like the like the the concentration thing is cool. So uh, I can kind of ha- like show my phone up and like be speaking to someone and then just look at it, and then it will authenticate and then be like cool, um, mm. which is it's just interesting. So you know, like just as long as someone if if someone takes your phone, holds it up to your face, don't look at it, you're all good. Uh, mm. But it is really cool. Like uh, it is, it's, it seems to be faster. Um, then using Touch ID because you just kind of swipe up and it's already got you covered. So yeah, I enjoy it. I, the the times that it doesn't work though are currently as soon as I wake up in the morning, where I've, one I've of seen my eyes say it doesn't work in bed. One of my eyes, and it works in bed. But if, uh, if I've just woken up, Twitter and one seems of my eyes to disagree. Is like closed. Lots of people say it doesn't work when you're lying down. I have not had that problem. Okay, I've I've seen I've seen people say that on Twitter. I, only sure when only when I've just woken up and I'm really tired and like one of my eyes is closed and my hair's all over the place and it's you know I can't actually get to my phone probably because there's a pillow in the way or something like that is when I have to actually make an effort to get to it. But at the same time, then I just use the the uh, you know if that does fail, then I'll just type in my pin code anyway. Um, yeah, so so just a real real quick uh, search on Twitter. Loads of people saying that it doesn't work are in bed. I don't know. Interesting. I'll have to try that That's out and, and report back. But I like I've been using it in bed, laid down, yes. all that kind of stuff. It seems fine. Yeah. Um. um I th- this is this is um usually what you know when we you've seen issues with us on our surface books and usually it's in those situations where we're at slightly different angles to what we normally use yeah um, and i think it's a, it's a similar kind of thing so you know if windows hello does something so basically if the if face id has a high percentage like it's like i think it's you but i'm not certain it will then ask you for your pin code and if you enter that it will then update kind of the data that supports you know, it authenticating. Yeah. Does Windows Hello do that? It does, but what it does is um, it once it says that it's unable to recognize you and asks you to enter your PIN. And when you enter your PIN, it then pops up uh, some toast that says, click here to, it, 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 do you have weird lighting or some blah, blah, blah right now? Click here to trade it. So it doesn't just right. go into it. Okay. It, it asks you to pop into a, mm. um, into the settings app to, to, to reset it. Right. Okay. Anyway, as you were saying, and you can do it in multiple angles. And I, I don't know if Jordan, Jordan, did you, uh, did you ever set it? Because I think I gave you the hint of doing that, the tip of um, setting it up in all the different environments and all the different lightings. I don't know if you did. You do I that never now? did that. Right. So, no. I, so I, and have, that's probably why I, I, I have more, more issues than you. Yeah. So, so both of my surface books, I, I, I went through. I haven't done it for a long time, actually. Because it's obviously it's, it knows me now, but I went through a process of uh, doing uh, training it in all the rooms that I tend to use the device in. So I, I did it. I did it with the device kind of like sat on my lap in in bed. I did it with it in my office with the lights off and in my office with the yeah. lights on, and all of these combinations and with my glasses off and with a hoodie on. Um, some of them, some of them, it don't really matter, and some of them. Some of them do, I think. And I think um, the fact that I just did it lots and lots at the beginning when I first set it up means that I don't tend to have um, issues with that. 
uh, it just yeah, it just I, I think I'm gonna do that at some point. To be honest, I'm gonna reformat my Surface Book anyway. Yeah. Um, at some point that's soon. A, that's a to- that is a topic for another time because yeah, when, we, when you do well. that, well. when you do that, we're gonna have a chat, Jordan, because because we're gonna make sure that you set it up real good and we'll <laughs> we'll bring the audience along with us because uh, setting up a computer is a joyous occasion and everyone, it is. Everyone wants it to is. Know. I don't so, want to delve into it too much now but yeah so last thing on face id i want to say is that the the setup of it is actually really simple you move your head in the circle twice and it's done which is great that was it the funny thing just the funny thing about us sorry about windows hello because i I kind of uh, mentioned this up with my um with my phone being a different technology windows hello is not actually like face id it windows hello is a way of authenticating using a number of means, including um, fingerprint, face, iris, and so on. So they're not they're not actually the same mm-hmm. thing. Windows Hello is is essentially the software component, not necessarily the hardware component. And Microsoft make keyboards that have um, fingerprint sensors on, and they make devices that have these infrared cameras. So. Uh, even though we're using the term just to clarify even though we're using the term windows hello here for the for the face stuff that they are it is more of a generic technology there yeah and 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 things like fingerprint scanners and this face id like facial recognition to get into your phone all this stuff was done years before apple did it just apple did it better initially yeah i don't necessarily think they've done face id their first their first face id um has been a strong one yes and mm-hmm. um, uh, microsoft's first fingerprint they made a fingerprint uh sensor um way back i had one a long time ago when i lived at home with my parents um i had a little fingerprint device which would plug into windows and it would um they would specifically say that it's not a security device because it's because there's no encryption on it it's just it, it just reads the fingerprint yeah. and sends it unencrypted over a usb cable and says yes this is right the, um, well, I mean, the Samsung's Face ID, which was absolutely terrible. So, uh, actually, this this is a common misconception because people saw this this uh, video that went round about Samsung's Face ID uh, not working. Uh, just so you know, if you've seen that video of it of it authenticating pictures, that's rubbish. It, it that's complete rubbish and has been disproven. Oh, the, really? Yeah, the demonstration devices that they have in the stores. Will authenticate with any face. Oh, right. And this, they were in a store. and this is what people. Yeah, and this is what people show. This people go, oh, look at this, and then they take a photograph and then they show it to it and it unlocks. Yeah, because it's a demo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. first. Anyway, so yeah, this 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 phone is is really gorgeous, and part of that is the screen, which is 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 the solar screen is beautiful true tone is absolutely amazing so this is my first device with true tone i don't have an ipad with true tune oh true tone, yeah because your your larger which, ipad doesn't have it no true is lovely it. True tone. um mm. uh, I'm, it's a lovely technology and what do you think of it jordan do you like it um you kind of kind of well you know what i actually um i never noticed it until it's a good thing yeah i never noticed it and I actually noticed it for the first time properly maybe two days ago when the whole screen just changed. Right? Hmm. And I was like, I don't remember it doing this. 
And that's just because of the, the sheer significance of the change in the light yeah. that happened when I was I was walking around with it. I very rarely walk around with my iPad while reading. Um, so, and then I was like, ah, this is cool. And um, one of the reasons why I bought that iPad was to kind of like relax and flick through things. And especially in the evenings, um, I definitely, when I go to bed, I don't wake up with headaches if I've, um, mm. you know, been in a, sat in, in like a low light environment. The, I definitely don't wake wake up with the same kind of groggy headache, which I would normally wake up with. Um, and so, so yeah, I don't notice it and I love it. Yeah, the really cool thing about the, the iPhone setup was it was like, oh, do you want to use True Tone? And there was a button you could hold down that would turn it off. And then you'd, you know, you'd let go and it'd turn it back on. And it was like, yeah, I want to use True Tone because it looks horrible without it now. How did I ever use a phone without it? Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it's a HDR 458 pixels per inch display, which is super retina, as they call it. Uh, and it is, it is absolutely gorgeous with the OLED display. And I mean, you guys have seen it. Yeah, I think... It's. I think it's a. It's a. It, as per Apple, it's a beautiful device. It's well crafted. It's well manufactured. It feels great. It looks great. I really wish they hadn't put that notch in. So right. just speaking about the notch, what I've written down here about my my thoughts of the notch is you don't notice it, and it actually put what notch because when I'm using my phone, I don't look at the status bar, and when you do look at it. It's really hot when you've got these really nice UIs that wrap around it. That I'm, I'm less convinced. Yeah, that, me too. They've got the color wrapping around it. It's really it's fresh not about, and it's really it's hot. It's not about not like noticing it. it. It's about it's just having the full, it's just different. It's about having that full display, like, yeah. like edge to edge, and it's not edge to edge, right? So I, I I don't think it, there's anything that will convince me that it's not a guys, bad guys, ugly design. Guys, just embrace the notch. No. no. <laughs> the 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 thing about you not noticing it, that's how brains work. Yeah. If if yeah, you like, have I get that, but like I don't what I'm saying is I don't care about the notch. It's great. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's that's, that's, fine. that's fine. That's fine. But if it's when you look at it and and I kind of mentioned this before, it's when you look at it in isolation uh, in terms of the design that it is it is ugly. It it really is. But in use it's kind of irrelevant but that like i say that's the same thing that that's, that's what the brain does because we don't we don't see with our eyes we don't see every bit of information we actually our brains actually take the optical information that our eyes is getting and then builds a model of it in our brain so mm. having something like the notch disappear when you use it is just human nature that's just what happens yeah. we don't you don't care if you if you were seeing it all the time, that would be very very peculiar. But we just our brains just filter out any information that is unnecessary, and the lack of information is unnecessary there. When you do so focus just, on it though. When you do focus on it, and the UI is like the, the fantastical UI and that kind of stuff. When it's blending around it with that color, I just I don't know why. But, but that's I a just, design like feature. They um, design yeah. it's like blend. oh, it's really nice and fresh, and it's different. I'll we'll 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 see what happens but one of the things about the iPhone 10 from my point of view is that i think this phone will have a short life yeah. this will be the this will probably be the only one that's quite like this and yes the next generation may also have a notch but eventually what's going to happen is they're going to get rid of the notch 
and everyone's going to be, oh, finally, yes, brilliant. Oh, Johnny, you've done such a great job. You've managed to get rid of it. <laughs> um, let's, let's, I'll just what, what happens. It, it is what it is right now, and that's okay. But um, I, yeah. I think in the long term, when we think about the the future of the iPhone, which I'm sure is a brand that's going to be around for a very long time because it's very profitable for us. The Apple. iPhone 20. Yeah, we're going to we're going to look at it back at you know how we look back at some of the old designs of iPods and stuff now and we go oh, look at that look at when they did this with the iPod look at when they did yeah, that with you. the iPod. We're going to look back at this one and go, well, wasn't that ugly? Mm. I reckon it'll be called the iPhone 1010 as in the iPhone XX. The triple X. Although when they get the when they get to 30 it's going to be difficult cuz that's just wrong. You can't do triple X. Well, this I is mean, the thing, else. right? Do you think they'll call the next iPhone the iPhone 11, right? Do you, do you think they'll call the next iPhone after that, the iPhone 12? I reckon, all the they'll, way up to I reckon they'll have a 9, so the 8 will yeah, go to a I w- 9. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a 9 and, and, and another, another 10. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the iPhone 10 too. Yeah. I but what if they started going down? The, I was thinking this. I was in the shower the other day for some reason. Uh, well, I was in the shower. And I was thinking about this for some reason. Is, is I imagine if they started doing macOS style versioning, like ten point two and ten point fourteen, and it'd be like, oh god, when are they actually? You know, when they get to ten point nine, it's like, oh, is it going to go to eleven? No, they'll just call it the all new iPhone. Oh, we ended up on yeah. the iPad thing again. We're not doing that. I mean, yeah, I the, hope the, they, they did, did that, that with the Surface Pro as well. Actually, the latest Surface Pro was not called a Surface Pro Five; it was just called the Surface Pro. But going but getting back to the point of the notch, um, from my point of view, I'm not saying the phone isn't well crafted and it's not a signature Apple product because as everything with everything they do, you know, it is beautiful, well crafted. I think it's it's like having a beautiful code base, but what the code is doing is terrible and maybe not specifically terrible. I don't agree. I think I think it's beautifully written, it's beautifully crafted. I just think this section of this code is doing a silly thing, basically, with the notch, and that's how I would that's how I would I would describe my feeling towards it if I was if I was coming from a software development point of view. Now, speaking of software, iOS ten no, iOS eleven for the iPhone ten. It feels a little bit not it doesn't feel polished to me when i'm using it it feels like there's a lot of un- unutilized space and not in a good way like space is a good thing we all know how much space can be used to create a, a really immersive and kind of um kind of beautiful ui but when i'm using it i feel like the space proportions just don't feel right compared in what, to in what areas just the i don't necessarily think it's because the iPhone I, 10 thing like, because i've just updated to iphone uh, my iPhone to um, iOS 11 on my iPhone 7 Plus, and I feel similar similarly to it. To it, like when I open up Messages, for instance, and it just I, looks exactly the same to me. It doesn't. It, it's not. It isn't. Like you've got this Messages bar at the top. Oh, you mean messages. the new UI stuff? I mean that's that's yeah. not that's not just the that's iOS 11. That's the I know, I know, I know. But the first time I saw it was on an iPhone 10 because I didn't update my right. Know, didn't update my iPhone. So, so it's just, it's not necessarily an iPhone 10 thing. It's just, it's more of an iOS 11 thing with, I just feel like the operating system, while it's got some great features and it's, it seems faster. Don't get me wrong. It does seem faster than my older version. Um, it does feel a little bit under, like just not polished, maybe a bit rushed. I don't know what it is. 
like they've done they've made changes for the sake of it i don't know uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't say that but well anyway yeah, going I'm back really... to the fn10 uh i want to say two more things one the notifications are now hidden by default so it'll say you know if you get a text or an iMessage it says iMessage from or whatever and then it won't actually show it when I look at my phone and it authenticates using Face ID it will then show the notifications which I thought was really cute I like that so it's better than previously this feature was a thing but you had to kind of actually go to the notification to see what the message was but now you can just look at your phone and it'll It'll show you, show you what it was, which is kind of cute. I like that. I mean, Jordan, uh, we were in the office of it, and you, you thought that was cute. Yeah, I definitely think it's. Like, I don't really mind that you know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't use up, that that feature before, but I definitely would use it now. That when I actually hold up my phone, they'll pop up. Right, that's mm. that's the thing. Right, some people do use it. And, you know, you'll look at your mess- messages in, like, your notifications when you look at the home screen, and you'll be like, right, I have no idea what any of this is. You will have to then unlock your phone to see them. The Face ID kind of automatically unhiding them, that that's a really cute feature. Yeah, I would use that for sure. For yeah. Sure. And the last point is, so, the battery life has been amazing. Uh, Apple said that they were like, oh, it's two more hours than the, the 7 Plus, something like that. But I like I got home from work the other day and I was on sixty percent, and like I have, I mean even on my seven plus I was coming back with you know maybe thirty percent something like that. Yeah, and, I mean, and like I'm using like there's certain apps that I use that are really background process heavy, like super GPS heavy and all that kind of stuff. So, and, and I know if I get rid of those those apps, then my 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 battery goes up massively. So I'd be interested well, to see what it's like even more so when, when I if I get rid of those apps and then my battery's gonna go up even more. But the, the battery has been really great on this phone. Yeah, I mean you've got to let it settle as well. Like um the first several cycles of your battery will last longer. Because it'll settle in. It's well, not not anything. specifically true. Because when when those cycles are actually happening, uh, the iPhones are actually doing things like photo processing on your photo library, because it does all the local um, face recognition stuff inside of the actual phone. So it does yeah. all that stuff on the phone yeah. itself, which is why at the start it won't actually last as long. Well, no, but it what I'm saying is it, it'll it may last longer because it's brand new. And the photo recognition processing in the background just takes off a little bit of that extra juice that you got, but it's still end, it's ending. Quite it's quite yeah, a lot. It's quite a lot. Yeah, but it's, you don't, I mean, we don't know how much power consumption that actually uses. All that photo processing, they've got like this A11X Bionic chip with a ton of, you know, specific silicon that is highly specialized application specific circuits that probably use a lot less power than normal to do this stuff because you know a standard processor might go processing through your photos it might use quite a substantial amount of power but if you've got a specific chip for it it may not use as much power so it's been known to spin like to to make the phone hot and stuff like that anyway but yeah gorgeous oh another thing uh and then i will actually stop um i don't i'm not using a case i'm not using a case uh i've decided that because uh, I've got Apple Care Plus on it, 
I've never I've never smashed an iPhone, but if I do smash this one, I will get it recovered and then get a case. Can I can I make a re- recommendation? Because I I don't use a case on my phone sure. either. Um, I have uh, a nice mine's mine's a third party one. Maybe Apple do one. I don't know. A nice little leather sleeve, and mm. I don't I don't use it all the time. But whenever I want to protect my phone and put it somewhere, I just have that little sleeve with me, and I uh, tend to keep it in my bag or whatever. Just slip it in there, and then it's it's just a little bit safer. So if you if you don't want to get a case that you're going to use all the time, just just make sure you've got just a little something that you can put it in yeah. when times need it to be. I get that, but I don't want that extra. Like I would just, I would just say extra cover, not cover. Just, just, sorry, that's a bad. Just way get to. one. The extra, um, like I have to pull out the phone in the case and then pull out the phone from the case. I wouldn't say you should use it all the time, but if you're putting the phone into something that you okay, so say for example, if I'm putting my phone in my bag rather than in my pocket, I might put it in the sleeve, or um, if I am traveling somewhere where um i I don't necessarily Mm. think it's it's going to be safe Uh, camping is a perfect example whereby uh i mean i don't i don't know if you do camping very often but i used to yeah in the in the past i have um i had i you know what actually i can't remember what device it was i can't i i cannot for the life of me remember what device it was but um uh, i had uh, uh i did a lot of uh astronomy in tents right where you are uh, go somewhere you camp out and you wait till the night and you go on and you, you take your pictures the inside of a tent is a very hostile place to mobile devices because there are little bits <laughs> of, of sand or whatever inside the tent and it just scratches the hell out of a phone if you if you put it on the floor or, or anything Amazing. any there's any opportunity of doing that and if you have some kind of uh, protection that you can just slip it into it's it's great i so i would say Find a nice one that you like the look of, probably yeah. on Etsy or something like that, and just get it, right? So that you've got one at home. Don't take it with you everywhere. But if you ever need to just slip it into a case, you've got one there. And that's what I do. And I, I love my little leather case that I have. I've got nice, it's nice German leather with a nice soft um, inside. Mm, German leather. Yeah, it's it's a really nice thing to just pop it in there and it feels nice in the hand. It, like if I'm carrying my wallet and my phone in that leather case, it just it feels really nice. But I do not have it in there all the time. It's literally I'm transporting my phone somewhere type thing. I would say just just see if you can find one. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're going with that. This is the really annoying thing for me. I've had my iPhone 7 Plus a year and a bit now, maybe more. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. I've only had mine a year. Okay, well, in that case, it's been a year. Um, I never remember these things. The I've had this leather, Apple leather case on it since I got it. So I'm used to f- having the phone feel quite thick. I take the phone out of the case, and I think, this feels beautiful, you know? Mm. And I don't want to have a case on it. But because I've had the case on it for a year, and it's in pristine condition... I don't want to just go caseless now because I've kept it in pristine condition. So I'm thinking about getting a peel case or something like that. You know, like one of those really, really thin. Oh, like one of the, like the see-through basically. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. You've got the see-through ones, which are like screen protector ones for the back and the front. 
which I think I don't actually think would be too bad an idea. But they've got those bat like they're not point three millimeter cases. That's still quite thick, but it's not. I'm thinking about trying one of them for a bit to see if it feels more like just the phone on its own. I think the next phone I get, I will go caseless. Because, I mean, I've scratched my screen quite a bit. Like, I put my phone in my pocket with my keys, right? And it's it scratches my, you know, I've got mini scratches. Oh, on what are you doing that for? Well, I don't really mind. You shouldn't put your phone with the bloody keys. That's not right. I mean, I've done that I, for I, a... I put my phone in my pocket with changing keys and all uh, sorts of things. Yeah, I don't. See, I, don't, I mean, I don't do it by default, but it no. happens. Yeah, it yeah, happens. I don't actively do it. I don't go, right, my keys are in this pocket. If I know my keys are in my right-hand side, I'll put my phone in my left or in my inside pocket. But occasionally, if I'm in a rush, it'll just go in. And I don't mind that, right? And actually, having looked at a year's worth of doing that, the scratches are, are barely visible, you know, they're small. There's a couple of, like, deep ones that, if you, you know, you can put your nail over in it. See, I, you know, you feel so it. I've had the same phone for... Uh, a year, and my the entire phone is completely perfect apart from one tiny little scratch that you can only see on the screen in light. Like see, very, very thing, tight. Though, you, you know, I'm all for treating my phone. Like, so my iPad Pro, I've had that a few weeks, and when I'm... Like, that's got... It's not got any scratches on the screen, and it's not got any scratches on the back, but I accidentally, like, scratched the outer, like, you know, the rim, the chrome rim. The, the, the back of my iPad is screwed. Scratched the I'm kind of happy to use my phone as a utility, you know, in the respect yeah. that... And that's the dream for me. I don't I, I don't care. I just want it yeah. to work. And you're going to use so, the same okay, thing with so, your iPhone ten. Yeah, so two things. So, One, I bought the iPhone 7 knowing that I was getting the iPhone ten. I didn't know the name, but I knew that I'd be getting the next one, which was supposed to be this phone. Um, and so I always knew that I'm going to, I'm going to want to sell this phone. So I need to make sure it's in a decent condition Two, When you get this phone, this iPhone 10, it's, it's a, it's so beautiful and it's a work of art and you just want to cuddle it and, and make it shine bright like a star. So I think all it of is them beautiful. Are... <laughs> I feel I mean? very, very close and connected to this phone right now. That's but good. Good. but what I what I will point out is the iPhone 10 is much thicker than the iPhone 7 Plus. It's not much thicker. It's I mean a it, millimeter. It, it is. So. Yeah, but that in terms of relative, that's ten percent or more than that. It's over. You can feel it. You can definitely feel it. If you if you take your iPhone 10, uh, yeah, you can. It is thicker and it's heavier and it's like it doesn't. I, don't I know. quite like. I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm I think I think that the the whole thing about phones being thinner now like that's a past thing like you know it used to be a big thing like we've managed to make it smaller by 50% or whatever. I don't give a crap about that anymore because they're thin enough. I do. I do because eventually I kind of want I like the idea of these where well, you know when we I think Jules Jules might agree with me here but I like the idea of having this phone that it's kind of the same size as my current iPhone 7 plus. But it's like a, it's like made of a material that you can bend, so I could like wear it on my wrist. Point yeah. four millimeters difference, Jordan. Yeah, but how? But how? There's point four millimeters difference. That's quite a substantial amount. It's it's really not. It is. It's it many. Really isn't. But you can feel it. That's. It's not really about the numbers. It's about the perception I, of the phone. No, uh, you uh, don't uh, feel our it. Fingertips being can easily feel that that thickness. I, uh, I, see, I, I feel the, the, 
the weight more than I do the the difference in point four millimeters. But but that's because you like if you take if you have your iPhone seven plus in this the you know you've got a leather case I've got a leather case it's about the same size. Um, you, so you don't feel it. It's, it kind of feels normal because you've had your phone in a case. But if you take out your iPhone seven plus from the case and then hold it, and you think, wow, this feels really thin. One the second. iPhone ten, while it does feel thin, it's it's you can feel the difference in, in thickness. I, I'm not saying it's a bad or a good thing. I'm just saying you know it's something to note. But you know, I'm all for you know the the idea of. I'm, I'm sure it was you, Jules, who showed me this video, and I think it was a Microsoft video yeah. where you picked up this phone and you could you could wear it on your wrist, or, and then you could pick it up or lay it flat on a table. You know, and then fold it. And it was that's my kind of ideal phone. My God, oh, the you know. Seven Plus is an absolute chunk of a phone. What square <laughs> square corners about? You know, non rounded corners. This is, is this is what and this is what Andrew's going to say when the next iPhone comes out. He's going to say the same thing about his iPhone Ten. Sorry, I've just picked, so I've just picked up my iPhone Seven Plus from the side. <laughs> what were they thinking with this notch? What were they thinking with this God, notch? My goodness, huge. the notch is huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad they got rid of the notch, you know, like it was, it was an abomination. I'm so glad that. we've got this recorded. No, I'll evidence. never say that. I'll say it's good that it's gone, but I will hey, stand by what either, I currently think about it. Either either way, like uh, having, having these kind of, you know, feelings and how we, how we interact with our devices today isn't necessarily how we're going to interact with them tomorrow. Things change. People can change their mind. There's nothing wrong with that. I think the, I think the iPhone 10 now is a gorgeous device for this time and it will be really interesting to see what happens down the line i have a suspicion and i may be wrong that it will probably the iphone 10 will probably end up being um sit alongside the original iphone as some of the most uh, iconic iphone designs and i'm I'm gonna be honest the the design of the six seven and eight will probably end up being a bit more of a footnote because it'll just be like, and they were like this for a long time. Yep. Yeah, I and, agree. I mean, the, the yeah. four and kind of the four, the four to four S was apparently supposed to be one of the biggest jumps in terms of performance. The four was a great design, albeit its flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the six was, it, it was a good design at the time. And then they obviously kept it and kind of perfected it by the time they got to the eight. And now that the ten is is completely different, so yeah, I agree. Do you remember the iPhone five? Oh, what yeah. a beautiful device! It was the really first nice one. Device. It was. It was the last. Sorry, it's the last one that they did all black. Yeah. And it was really call, what, really nice what's, black. What's it called? Is it the S? Is it the SE? The, that's the, the special the, edition. Yeah, that is that's the. A nice one. Yeah. Oh, iPhones! Yeah, I remember that five. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Anyway. Well, uh, if there's anything new happens with it anyway, I'll be sure to speak about it in the podcast, but I'm just going to go and enjoy this phone right now. So I mentioned um, like a foldable phone, um, like a bendable phone earlier, and that that actually is something that I think Microsoft kind of envisaged Jules, and yeah. they, they kind of, they're kind of, pioneering that kind of future vision yeah um, those future vision videos don't they that is quite an interesting thing actually because we do have uh, we have had some interesting news recently about this thing um so the the device that you're referring to is the latest microsoft future vision video and they create them roughly every two years and i think this one was from 2016 so i, I think we're due one soon 
Um, but the in the future vision video, which we will link to the, uh, I think it's called the future of productivity site. We'll link to it in the show notes. Um, we see our hero um, use a number of devices that are essentially uh, screens of different types. One of them is like a a, a foldable kind of wrist screen, uh, which can, can be opened up and then basically then um, you know transfer to another larger screen. And these future vision videos are, are interesting because they often show technology that's just a little bit ahead. But it's all um, it's all interactions that are things that aren't too uh, out there. So it's all based in reality. It's based on the current things that they're researching and the interactions that they want to have. But it's always just a little bit softer than what it would be for real, right? So you may see them do things in a way like, for example, in that productivity future video, uh, you see some holograms without using. Uh, a HoloLens. It's it is the HoloLens technology, but they're not using a HoloLens. And the same thing here with this bendable device. It, it, you you got to wonder. Well, are we going to be able to make these screens that are completely bendable like that straight off, or is there? There's obviously going to be some kind of bezel, and how are they going to work? So, the interaction is the thing that's key here. And it those productivity videos, are, uh, those future vision videos, are usually to actually inspire Microsoft's own people to to do it and kind of show where they're going. And the interesting thing is that foldable part of it that that part of the puzzle uh we've had some news about it recently um yeah now we've heard about surface phone for a long time and we know that they're working on something for it but um a lot of people say don't call it a surface phone because it's not a phone and so on finally we're getting a much better picture of what's going on here we've seen some and we have mentioned this before some some patents about the foldable screen technology that they have been looking at. Um, there's, there's been a couple that they've done. What we currently think is going on is a device, which is currently known as Andromeda, also known as surface mobile, uh, not surface phone, whether it keeps its name or not. I don't know. Why would that surface mobile and more about mobile computing with the surface that will have cellular you know mobile phone built in or is it i don't understand why they wouldn't call it just the surface phone i think they're done with i think they're done with phones it's not a smartphone right i think they are done with attempting to compete in a market of smartphones i think they're done uh, I, I well, mean, I can't. I can't see any evidence to, uh, against that. I mean, they yeah. they pull it. They pulled out of it. They're basically only supporting it for enterprise. The the version of Windows Mobile that I have on my machine is is a feature branch off Redstone Two. It is not the um the. It's not built off Redstone Three, and it's certainly there's no Redstone Four coming out for it. So it's it's dead. The the Windows Mobile, the, which was Windows Phone, is dead as we know it. However as is always the case with these things, it is um, allowing, it's a platform that is allowing a next generation. And um, so the Windows 10 core with, we, I think we mentioned it before, C-Shell, the composable shell, which is basically a way of saying, right now my device has access to a touchscreen, therefore show touch stuff. Right now my device has access to a larger screen, therefore show me a desktop. And being able to kind of swap between them um, on one device. 
So why you know one device can be plugged into a dock and then you know become a full PC. So will it be a phone as well? That's what will that's it, my will it, will it have a cellular connection that you can then make calls from? I, not not like an I, iPad. I think it must. I think it must do. It, it absolutely must. Um, we've seen a, the phone app has been ported to the desktop version of Windows Ten. Uh, basically, the the Windows Ten Core. So it, it must do. It absolutely must. I think, and I will get onto what the device, uh, what we know about the device, but I'm just going to try and see if I can frame what I think where it fits. I often see people walk into meetings, uh, and you've probably seen this too. Um, people walk in with like two a, a stack of iPhones. They've got like their own iPhone and the the work iPhone. And maybe they've got a work iPad as well, right? And uh, especially executives, they walk into these meetings with this this little mini stack of of phones because they've got their own personal phone, and then they've been given they've been provisioned a phone by their IT department. The phone that is provisioned by the IT department, I think that's what they're going for here, and also um, professional creatives and all get onto why i think that in a, in, in a second but i think that's what they're going for they're not going for the average person who wants a smartphone they're, i think they're done with that um mm, this is the thing though the market for the surface then it that, that well the market for that device is then drastically would you not say it's drastically smaller or yep mm. I find it interesting. So people typically right now, they have a phone which they use for communication and being updated on social media, for example, and updating social media when they're out and about. Tablets, they, I mean, you know, I I guess they use them differently and they're more for like similar stuff to your phone. Yeah, for the sofa and doing kind of stuff and not using a computer. But... And then you you know you have desktops which people say to get work done even though you could do it on an iPad. But um, wh- so where does this fit in in that kind of line? So, yeah. So this I know is it's this is but. right. So this is interesting. So um, fundamentally, I think the smartphone. Um, ads, so small tablets basically have kind of like disappeared. Right. Small tablets were a really big thing for a while. And I think the smartphone has basically become the small tablet anyway. They've got larger and they've got more capabilities now. So small tablets and smartphones basically have merged into one, which isn't a surprise because the smartphone basically swallowed every other device. Think back to when camera phones first came out. The What we call a phone today has just taken over every other bit of technology. You no longer have a separate GPS. You no longer have a separate MP3 player. You no longer have a separate camera. That device has just kind of swallowed them all. And the trend now is that it's basically swallowing in the small tablet as well, because you've got these much larger phones that are basically just big screens. Yeah. Um, I think this device, by the sounds of it, is a little bit um, taking that to a, to the next level and basically brushing off the 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 old phone legacy and saying, okay, what what can we do here? And I think they're building it on. And I've mentioned this before, and many Windows fans, um, or you know, these kind of Surface fans and people like that, they 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 come back to this device that never existed with this rose tinted look, and just think that it was the device that was going to be incredible. And that's the Microsoft Courier. 
a Microsoft Courier was shown and being worked on before the iPad came out. And it was essentially a digital moleskin. It was two screens that would, um, two touch screens with a divider down the middle because that's what the technology allowed for at the time. But you could imagine it being that foldable device that you see in those future vision videos. Like I say, future vision videos are always a little bit softer on the, uh, on the actual details, whereas reality has edges and uh, mechanisms. Um, and it had basically a leather outside and you opened it up and there were two screens inside and they were touch screens and you would draw on them. And they basically went for this kind of digital notebook type thing. Everyone was just like, uh, everyone who is who is into this device is just like this is my dream device. I want it, please, Microsoft. Why didn't you make it? And I'm one of these people because I really love the idea of that device. And now we're starting to hear about Andromeda, which we we knew that they were working on a Surface phone, but now we're actually starting to get a clear picture and of what that is. So, so what is uh, Andromeda? It's a foldable device with uh obviously the screen part is foldable so it is capable of being smaller and then larger screen uh and its main focus is uh pen digital ink one mm. note creativity taking notes super quick note taking um being able to do the kinds of things the kind of artist things that people love to do on the surface and uh, taking all that with a Windows 10 core, presumably running Windows on ARM, um, presumably running with this Qualcomm that can run x86 stuff, though I'm sure that's something that they would like to have. But um, as we've mentioned before, Jordan is a bit of a... I don't think Intel are particularly happy with Quanto, uh, uh, the way that Qualcomm have been emulating their instruction set. But um, so so there may be some there may be some reasons as to why not. Um, but but it would have this seashell, which is this composable shell, which means that if it is plugged into an external screen, it can be a full desktop PC, which is the way you know similar to the way that Windows Mobile can do it now. And when it's small, it's the it it's like the mobile phone style operating system. So it can go from phone smartphone style use to small tablet with a pen with a creative kind of um uh focus to being a real pc that you can plug in that's what we think it is right. and we've talked about this before as being like a, an ideal device i don't think it's going to be super powerful enough to run everything right first off mm-hmm. but but um technology only gets better things yes. only get faster yes and uh based on what people are saying um and there's a there's a you know i've follow a lot of the kind of windows news in the same way that you do with the mac news andrew you you get mm-hmm. a, you get a feel for which authors know really know what's going on and really are getting the information and with this i feel like they really are getting the information here this is this is a real thing it's really been worked on they can the courier after after it being uh, ready to go well almost ready to go to the next phase of production and then they canned it so um, it's quite possible that this could be can, but the um, confidence is high that this is a real thing, mm-hmm. and um, that basically it's like a, a similar to a, a courier type thing. But rumor is it doesn't have that gap down the middle that the courier had. How does how does it yeah. work? I have no idea. But they did recently uh, patent something about bending the light 
that comes from the um comes from the basically the pixels the way that it works is where the light is being emitted from the pixels it is being bent so it looks flat mm. um even if there is there are no physical uh pixels in the middle where the hinge needs to be they the light looks like it is yeah and there's, there's still a sensor across the top and you know what and if anyone's going to do this it's it's microsoft because look at the way that they make all these crazy hinges and stuff yeah right true. so if anyone's going to be able to pull that kind of thing off it's them We'll put a link mm. to the show notes on Windows Central. It's called Microsoft is working on a foldable device with focus uh, with a focus on pen and digital ink that yes. has the old courier kind of. Uh, there's a video in there called the courier about the courier, and there's some painting shots, I guess, about yeah. These are the, the ones that we looked at right. so yeah. well back. So go- going back to the mobile connectivity element, because that's the thing that really interests me the most. Do you think they'll do something similar? Well, would it make sense for them to do something similar to the Apple Watch Series 3? Where, if I've got an iPhone, or if I've got another type of de- mobile device which, with my SIM card in, my Surface mobile could ring as well, but it doesn't necessarily need a SIM card? Yeah. I that think... wouldn't be the way to go, surely. Yeah, so already if you have an iOS or an Android device, you get things like um, synchronization for notifications with Windows um, yeah, things like things like Cortana works with it. There's there's something called but not mobile, room. not mobile, not mobile notifications, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, like, get, well, I sorry, so I just got a call on my Mac. Well, on my phone, sorry, and it came through to my Mac as well. Yeah, that's fine. But what I mean is, with the so iPhone, that's the kind of thing we're thinking of. But if I have an iPhone and I want a Surface Mobile, I can't do that right now, right? I can't get notifications on my Surface Book to say my phone. My you can, app, my app. you can. I don't know about. I don't know as much about uh, on iOS, but I, I know you can do things like this on Android. I'm not sure about iOS. It's done through Cortana. Well, I mean, it's an app. It's Apple, so I'll be surprised if they allow if they allow that integration. <laughs> but you're right. That that would be that would be really nice. But even if they can't get that, Jordan, even if they can't, if they aim it at that device one of the devices in that stack, right? Whereby those two, those two phones that are being stacked by these executives and creatives who walk into meetings is uh, the Surface Mobile, which is a provisioned mobile device that lets these users get their work done on the train and also provides it with a mobile number and everything else. And um, it's not necessarily linked to their smartphone, which is their personal smartphone. Uh, it doesn't, that doesn't really matter. I mean, maybe maybe they will be linked through accounts, but they're not really linked in the way that the SIM card inside an Apple Watch is linked to the SIM card in the iPhone. I don't really know. It's speculation at this point, either way. Yeah. But I am sure it will have uh, connectivity um, to uh, cellular networks, and I'm sure it will also have the ability to use things like Bluetooth headsets. Okay. Will it have the ability to use a, as a as a as a phone that you hold up to your head? Maybe if it's if it's six if it's six and a half inches or something like that, and folds out to be a larger tablet than that, would a folded up um, you know something roughly the size of a six inch phone be fine to make phone calls on? Yeah, people do it now. I do it now. I don't do it very often, but my larger phone, your larger phone, you can use it as just a phone, right? So I, it could just be used like that, I'm sure. So I, I want to talk about the actual, uh, that. I mean, what we know about what that 
what that kind of thing would look like. Uh, but first, so you have currently a personal Surface Book, uh, a work Surface Book, your phone, and then you have a a Microsoft Dock, which you have plugged into a screen. So you you know plug the screen, the Surface Book into that screen. Yeah. How would this work for you? What would you get rid of? What would you have instead? Where does this fit? Okay. Like you, so you want a Surface Studio as well. So how would this oh, fit? Oh, I, I would love it. I would love a Surface Studio. That would be extremely nice. Yes. If, so if this um, was a thing, just tell me what, what your, your, your setup would look for like. For me, for me, it would replace my cell phone. It would replace my Lumia 950 XL that I use today. Um, and what, what it would do there is, uh, move it more in the direction that I want from this Lumia 950XL, which is uh, pen. I, I really want to be able to use OneNote on it more. Um, I really want it to be uh, something that's like a, a, a small tablet size. I wouldn't mind if my phone was larger. So it would replace, for me, it would replace the equivalent of a smartphone and okay. a small tablet. But you still have the Surface Books and potentially the Studio, depending on uh, how Yeah, I mean, the... the, the Let's be honest okay. here. The Surface Studio is a bit of a dream. <laughs> I would love to have one. And I would really enjoy yeah. it. But the reality is, um, for the for the nice kind of version, we're talking about over three grand. And even then, um, it's using kind of older technology, like we mentioned the other day, the the hybrid discs and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, you don't but, want that. But ideally, for me, <laughs> wow. what would I, what would I have? I would have a large. I would have multiple devices that just seem seamless. I don't care if they're actually using the same processor or actually using the same disc. I don't really care about that techni- technical stuff. I want an, an experience that we, is capable of shifting between a large uh, desk workstation and a small mid uh, um, in, a, in a coffee shop style um, uh, productivity down to mm-hmm. a, I've just got something in my pocket and I just want to use it real quick. I okay. want an experience that scales across that and um it, that's kind of what you see in that future vision video whereby uh, they, they are actually seen as being separate devices but you see uh, our hero in the video um get uh, the equivalent of a phone call on a kind of wrist device and she accepts to go to do some work and then she goes to a shared working space and basically the experience that she has on her wrist the you know, foldable device then gets transported onto this very, very large tablet, sorry, table device, which is angled, you know, the kind of angle that you'd get for a, um, uh, like an architect's desk. And that they showed that before the surface studio came out. And yes, when you, when you look at the reality of today's technology, if you look at a, someone using a surface studio at that angle side by side with with a picture of the person in the future vision video it's the same angle and they're doing the same things but one is a really huge beautiful you know um uh, what looks like a futuristic ui and you know no cables and stuff and the other mm. one is actually just a screen that's been folded at an angle which I'm not saying that's bad, but it's just a it's just a screen right. holder angle, and I think that's that's the kind of thing that you need to say is like you need to look at what they're showing is capable and kind of transpose it into how they're going to implement it in in today's yeah uh, today's world. Next question. This so this the highlight here is that internally it it folds out to be a tablet, so there is a screen on two sides of it, say that are connected, right? Yes. Turning this into a phone. Does it have a third screen? 
does it have a th- like a, a third screen know. or does it i don't know the the, pa- or the is the, it uh you know you you have the screens facing out and then one of them is selected to be the one in focus the patents that they showed had a number of different options and including having two completely separate screens and having one screen that bends the going theory is that it's two screens so two separate screens so when it's when it's in the small mode you basically have glass on the front glass on the back much like your iphone but one of those is a screen well one of those is displaying stuff the other side maybe isn't displaying stuff at the time who knows uh and then it's and then you open it so that it's opening uh from the inside out if that makes sense and then becoming flat as a screen and then you can fold it the other way so that the screens are on the inside as well for when you're traveling so you know it goes both both directions right that's the that's the theory but um and and they've got patents that show that but then there are a lot of questions like oh well if i've got two screens how do i make it seem seamless because i don't want to have a gap down the middle and that's exactly and that's where the projecting of the light from the pixels may come in and these these seem like really tough problems Uh, you know these aren't trivial problems yeah so this is the biggest thing about how how this will turn out and it happened with with the iphone 10 and things like face id not having a home button is how will they implement this and what will the experience be and that will be like obviously patents don't exactly tell the real story because no, they don't they don't even look anything like what the device is going to look like really and that's why a lot of this is guesswork because we've got future vision video which was based on where they think they were going where a lot of the stuff's come true we've seen surface dial that, that video was made before the hololens came out it was made before the surface dial came out it was made before the surface studio came out and all of those interactions are shown in that video right yeah all of those things are shown there but not as those products but they they those things have all come true so this has been going on a while when yeah. do you think we'll actually have a product uh next year next year calendar 2018 so anytime in the year uh, yeah right <laughs> it's a pretty broad date range yeah uh well yeah i mean that's that's the thing I, I, uh, we know it's still being worked on and so one of the interesting things that we have heard recently because you know rumors come out rumors come out alex kipman uh, has been working with the surface team on this now alex you may know or you may not know as the father of the hololens and also the connect and people will say well, connect uh well because they're not manufacturing them anymore yeah i mean um, i owned one but you know r.i.p yeah. Yeah, the the technology lives on. Lives on. Uh, yes. So you may say, well, what's this all about? But apparently um, the the reason that he's been chatting to them is because it's uh, this device has a, a Pico projector in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and there's, and you can take this anyway. Again, you know, we see in these uh, productivity future vision videos where stuff is being projected on a wall or holograms are being projected. And we don't really know like the full details of this but um it's expected that this may mean that you can project a desktop onto a wall or an application and have like you know visual studio projected onto a wall and work on it that way now that may not be too practical but um at at this stage but it may be in the future we'll we'll see but by by building in that stuff yes as Jordan mentioned, the the market is significantly smaller, but I think I think they're trying to build a new type of device in the way that when the Surface original Surface came out, no other computers looked like that, 
and now you can buy them from Dell, HP, and everyone else, and they are just like a Surface. And they've got screens that can be removed or kickstands that come out. They basically reinvented that you know market. And I think what they're doing here is they're essentially reinventing tablets, uh, the smaller tablets for productivity, um, the the non the keyboard connected tablets. Whether there's a keyboard attachment for it, I've got no idea. Well, they're gonna have to get on with it because there's been waiting quite a long time, haven't they? <laughs> but that's 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 only they they only need to get on with it if you think that they're competing in the smartphone market. Um, well, I mean. Uh... We don't know how this thing's going to fit in, but knowing all the information that you currently do, there could be someone else out there also working on something similar, potentially. You know? Yeah, I mean, potentially, but I think it's it's the it comes it I think it comes down to those things like those hinges, right? I mean, yeah, and and the micro uh, sorry, these not Microsoft, but the Surface uh, line of products have been way better than any other, you know, like Windows PCs, for example. The, the the build yeah, quality of them and they uh, they do a bit what like they they're kind of Apple-y in that way where they yeah, go for, for sure. a more expensive design you pay you pay more for it and people but use it's so much the Apple it. tax right it is because you're buying a really kind of premium which is device. why people buy Apple products because you know you, you pay that extra price and every, you know people who who pay the smaller amounts or build PCs for example and are like I will never get a Mac because I build PCs and it's cheaper it's like they don't they're not looking for the same thing. As yeah. who's buying, That's a good uh, point, though. Yeah. When we talked about the iPhone X earlier, not to kind of change the subject, we didn't really talk about the price of it. Um, and and this I'm is the fast. thing about... Yeah, you, I'm, you, not, but, I'm not fast either. I, I, for, for this I device, am. I would, I would uh, spend whatever, I mean, obviously within reason. Uh, I would there you go, within get, reason, right? Well, I'm not going to spend three grand on it, right? Which yeah. is what the Surface Studio costs. But... Would I would I buy one of these outright without a contract? Of course. If it costs us, if it costs the same as as a Surface Book, would I buy one? Yeah, probably. Jordan, your your iPhone Seven Plus is that the two hundred fifty six gig version? No, the one two eight. Right. So it's eight hundred, pretty much nine hundred pounds anyway. Yeah. So yeah, and 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 that's kind of like a for me. It's not that far off though. It's it's no. That's the that's the point. It's not that far off the next price that just Apple decided to go up to. Just putting up a little bit more, extra hundred pounds in this. Excuse me, in this instance, it's like what, what's the two hundred fifty six gig model? It's like more like eleven hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, something like that. That's two hundred pounds, two hundred fifty pounds more than what I paid for my last. So phone. I paid nine hundred and sixty for the nine hundred and eighty around that price anyway for. The seven plus two hundred fifty six. I also even, got the two hundred fifty six version of the ten, which is so it's one hundred and fifty or whatever. You know, that's a lot so of money, though. You know, you you could buy a MacBook for that. You know, I, I'm I not would, saying I would spend if, if just just to as we're talking about these, I would spend the same. Like for that, I would I would pay that amount for this Andromeda device, this and digital the, notebook. Whether it does cell phone connectivity or not and but for the experience i would i would probably pay that yeah the thing about the iphone 10 is that like people people had the 8 right so the, the 8 was released uh two months ago nearly now or whatever and people knew that the the 10 was going to be a thousand dollars or more 
We all knew it was going to be above a thousand dollars. The eight didn't sell as well as the ten didn't. Like the eight hasn't sold as many as the ten has already, and the, the eight has been out for two months. Everybody waited for the 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 ten, and there's huge demand for it, and they're actually selling them at that price. So it's not like you know it's too much mm. at the same time because people are willing to pay that. Yeah. So just as Jules is willing to pay that, and I have paid. Yes, that. I would. I would be willing to pay that for this device. I, it, the Surface Studio is a, is a bit of a special case because I think it is a bit too expensive for what I would get out of it. Because I don't think it's necessarily the right device right now. But for this one, I think I would pay that, and I would think that this device would only add to the profitability of the Surface uh, area of Microsoft. That 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 part of the business would only benefit from having a device like this. You know, no matter what they're going to make, a, they, they would make money on it. Unless it's unless they somehow really seriously mess it up. Based on the amount of time that they've been working on this, I think people will buy them. And these are the kinds of devices, and often with these surfaces, people buy them and then they love them in the same way that people do with an Apple device. If Microsoft can pull off this digital notebook as a separate thing to a smartphone and have it be seen as a digital notebook instead of a smartphone um, successfully. Because uh, people people think, oh, why would I buy a, a Microsoft smartphone? If they don't go for that market and they go for this digital notebook market that doesn't yet exist and manage to pull off this productivity machine, this productivity and creativity machine, um, you know, I think it's going to be, I think it would be profitable for them. And I would I I would pay for that experience. Certainly the first so certainly a first generation. If they if they, this sounds like the kind of device I want. And if that is the case, I would pay, you know, a thousand dollars or whatever it is to to get to get one of these. Because I think it's it's a it's an interesting thing and it is the kind of experience I want from my computers. You know, I, and I even it was called an Apple tax in this case. Let's call it a Surface tax. Paying that extra to have that newer technology, that nicer build, that better materials. If mm-hmm. it's made out of a magnesium alloy versus the plastic of the Lumias, because the Lumia was you know uh, competitively priced for a smartphone. They don't have if they don't have a competitor. Yes, they can charge whatever they want, which means it may be more expensive. But it, it also means that they are setting the bar to whatever they want. And if they can make a digital notebook operating uh, a digital notebook device that uses C shell and runs on Windows on ARM or Windows ten on ARM, that is creating a new device category that HP and Dell and everyone else can go and make equivalents of. Right, because there's the operating system, and then there's the device. And yeah. if they make the hero device, and it's made out of, I don't know, leather. Uh, oh, it'll probably be that um, that nice fabric that they use on on the yes, nice Surface fabric. laptops. Yeah, so it'll probably be something along the lines of that, plus you know, magnesium alloy or something, plus you know, expensive screen technology to make it so that it can fold. It's going to cost money, mm. but I would rather, I would rather them make the hero device of this category and we'll see where it goes. Uh, do I think there is a, is a market for that kind of category? 
yes. And I'm going to do what I usually do on this show is I'll say that I grew up watching Star Trek and the <laughs> multi, multi iPad, uh, multi pad, multi computer screen uh, style of computing is attractive to me. And this would be one of those screens. And I really like the kind of the idea of getting this, how the, how the projector fits in, not a clue. <laughs> I don't know, but, um, how mixed reality fits in with it again, I don't know. Um, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be really interesting to see if, if this happens and, um, this is not them creating a new Lumia. This is not them creating a new s- smartphone. This is them making a new category, this digital notebook category, which they started working on way back with the career and has been on their radar, something that they've been working on in the, in the background for a very long time. In theory, they're very good with their dish link. They're very good with their um, uh, building that kind of uh, operating system that is uh, capable of scaling because they've, they've got lots of experience with the smaller UIs and the larger UIs. They've got all the bits and pieces. Can they pull it off? Is it the device that I'm waiting for? I hope so. Will I end up with an iPhone as well? <laughs> Because if it's not a smartphone, right? It's not a smartphone. Mm. Wouldn't be a smartphone. Would I end up having one of these and a smartphone to replace my Lumia? That seems like that's where the trajectory is going. Is that they're not going to try and create, uh, do a smartphone replacement. Instead, they're going to create a new device for productivity. Yeah, so we'll we'll put this topic in follow up for episode twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, <laughs> and we'll check it then I, see if we have a product honest, or not. Honestly, I think we're going to find out before then because of the fact that uh, they are building Seashell into Windows. Uh, if there is a uh, improvement to the note taking ability and the way that Windows reacts to different screen sizes. That's going to be in Windows 10 for, um, you know, for the next version anyway. The next version is just started now. The, 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 the version, the fall creators update just came out. They have started the process on the new one. They have not yet put in the new UI. We know that there's a new UI. Seashell and um, their timeline feature. Do you remember we talked about this before? This, this whole idea of the timeline whereby you can scroll backwards in time and say, what did I do last week? Ah, these are the applications. These are the documents I had open. Please open them again. And basically um, be able to kind of uh, use that as like a, uh, a way of building like a, um, like a productivity setup and then just be able to just load all those apps up again. That had never made it into Redstone 3. And got moved to Redstone 4, presumably because it's so tightly integrated with Seashell that um, there's just no, there was no way of, uh, there's no point in implementing it in Redstone 3, which does not include Seashell and is quite lacking in terms of the fluent design of the shell. Um, So I think we will end up seeing hints towards this sooner rather than later. In terms of the physical hardware, we'll have to just keep a look at these patents and, and watch these future vision videos and hope for hope that they come true thanks for listening to episode 11 of the mavis podcast 
You can find us on Twitter at Mavis Podcast, and you can also find the show notes for today's episode at mavispodcast.com slash 11. Be sure to send us a tweet, and we'll answer your questions on the show. That was easy. Uh, it was yeah, much easier to just do it with Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I think Andrew, Andrew just added a lot of confusion there. Fine. I mean, <laughs> I don't... I was, why do you guys count down from 3, 2, 1? Because it's why a not? countdown. That's it's a countdown. Not, they're not called count-ups, are they? They're not called count-ups, are <laughs> they? It's not like SpaceX. T minus 10, 11, 12, 13, <laughs> blast off. That yeah, doesn't but happen. people like you know they say one two three and then four that's just that's just numbers andrew yeah <laughs> that's counting up consecutively from one to four. Oh god